Money, 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 money. Hey, mamas. Today I want to talk about something super fun, but the subject ironically might be totally taboo or even a little uncomfortable for some of you. Today I'm talking all about money and boldly going after it. I want to normalize the subject of money because it's about freaking time that we as women, we as mamas, get right with money and have more confidence in everything about money. Because let's be real. We all want more money in our lives. We certainly could all find something to do with more money if we had it. And we may be holding on to some guilt about this or some limiting beliefs about money that are keeping us from having more of it in our lives. In this show, I love to structure these episodes around five takeaways that you can begin to implement immediately for a better life. So I'm going to give you Pretty Mama's five money mindset mantras that you can focus on to improve your money situation. Here we go, money makers. This is the Mama Miracle Morning Show, a personal development podcast for moms, hosted by your favorite lifestyle coach, Sarah Munder. Each week, Sarah will bring you bite-sized mom motivation you can listen to first thing in the morning or any time of day for some quick inspiration so you can get your mind right before your mind goes wrong. Let's take back the power we have as moms to steer our family's life in the right direction each and every day so we can create the life we want and deserve. Ready, mamas? Welcome back to this week's episode of the Mama Miracle Morning Show. Just to start off, I want to say that you're going to have to excuse my voice. I'm just getting over a very bad case of laryngitis. Just a couple days ago, I couldn't even get a sound out. And I'm finally at a point where I think I'm kind of tolerable to listen to. So this episode is being recorded way later than I had planned. Um, I usually upload an episode on Monday mornings at 5 a.m. And this week, it's going to be a little bit later, but that's okay because that's just how mama life works sometimes and I'm rolling with it. I also want to start off by giving gratitude to all of my new listeners and those of you who've been listening since the beginning, which was not that long ago. I'm still so new, and I appreciate you tuning in and giving this podcast a chance. I'm constantly seeking to grow and improve, and I hope that as we go along and do hopefully hundreds and hundreds of more episodes, I am able to keep providing great content, keep improving the sound quality, and just really connect with each of you as we go along. And so far, I've had about five iTunes five-star reviews come in, all of which I have shared up until now on the show. And so if you want to write a review and have it featured on an upcoming episode, head on over to iTunes to rate and review, and then shoot me an email to sarah at sarahmunder.com and let me know that you posted your review. Again, I'm incredibly grateful to all of my listeners and supporters, and I need you to know that leaving reviews on iTunes and hitting subscribe, and of course sharing, really helps the show grow and it helps reach more mamas, which in turn fuels my my motivation for continuing to grow and put out content. So thanks again to each and every one of you. Although my fan base is small at this time, it is mighty. And I believe in all of you. And I hope to keep seeing you mamas around for a long time. The reason why I feel it's so important to do an episode about money is because there are many of you who still have reservations about money and wealth, and for many different reasons. We develop beliefs about money as we go through our lives, and these beliefs begin very, very young as we watch how the adults in our life interacted with it, and whether they struggled with it, how they regarded it, you know, whether or not you were told things like, money doesn't grow on trees, and money is the root of all evil, and things like that. 
I recently had breakfast with one of my dear mama friends who is an artist, and she was showing me some of her work, which just blew me away. And I asked her, why aren't you selling your art? It's incredible. I would totally buy it. And she admitted to me that she would feel guilty charging people for her work. I couldn't believe it. And it made me so sad to realize how common this feeling probably is. I wanted to give my friend the biggest kick in the butt and at the same time give her the biggest hug because her artwork is so good and it needs to be shared with the world. So this is what I told her. And this is what I'm going to tell you before we get into the rest of the episode. People like spending money on things they love. In fact, People appreciate the things they spend money on more than they appreciate the things they get for free. Am I right, mamas? Don't we all love to shop? By holding back her artistic talents, she's depriving people of the joy they would receive from purchasing her artwork for their homes or as gifts and all the joy that would come from getting that. Now, I'll talk a little bit about my personal relationship with money and then I'll get into the five takeaways to change your money mindset. And finally, You'll get a money mindset exercise at the end of the episode. Let's do this. I've only recently developed a healthy relationship with money and the idea of long-term success in my career. And up until recently, I had a very limited, scarce, and even fear-based feelings associated with these things. The fear of not being good enough, fear of losing everything once I had it. I'm not entirely sure why, but as a child, I felt very undeserving of nice things. I had loving parents who provided for my needs, and to this day, I am lucky to have a very close relationship with them, and so it wasn't that I was severely neglected materially or anything like that. I certainly was not born into a wealthy family, though. We lived pretty modestly and definitely had our share of financial struggles, and so I'm currently in the process of trying to identify where my lack mindset with money started for me. I suppose maybe it was because my parents had me when they were very young. They were about 19 and 21. And so at a very young age, I saw them struggle financially in their 20s and I saw what it did to their relationship. Ultimately, they got divorced and there was a lot of stress around money around that time. So maybe I thought that if I didn't ask them to buy things for me, they wouldn't be so stressed. Honestly, I'm not really sure. Another thing I for sure developed was this belief or idea that money was the root of all evil because I was raised in a very hardcore religion that really drove this point home for us. I mean, to pursue money in any way was very, very looked down upon to the point where we were even, I don't want to use the word banned, but we were very, very discouraged from pursuing any kind of career outside of simply having a job to pay the bills and support the ministry work that we were supposed to dedicate our lives to. I appreciate the good intent and the simplicity factor of having priorities in life. You know, on the other end of the spectrum, you have people who neglect the things that really matter, like quality relationships and family and health and helping others just to continually pursue money. And so, of course, there's a balance there, but it probably took me longer than the average person to get a move on my career and figure out how to make money work for me because I really had no direction or education and I didn't know how to support myself or anything like that out of high school. Eventually I figured it out because I'm a mama miracle mama like you and I can do anything I set my mind to, but it was those beliefs that held me back until I finally recognized that I was tied to those beliefs. And then I did the personal work to reprogram my thinking. Now, ironically, 
The other opposite part of my story is that when I was 14, my mom got remarried to my now stepdad, who is a very successful and wealthy man. He built his success investing in real estate and then buying and running TV stations. And he turned himself into quite the TV mogul. So in my teen years, all of a sudden, I got a taste of what life was like with a lot of money. And let me tell you, it was a very confusing time for me because I had these deep set beliefs about money being the root of all evil. And what I came to realize was that money certainly does not solve your problems or guarantee a healthy or happy life, but it is very, very nice to have an abundance and it does not cause a person to become a bad person. My experience in living with my stepdad for a number of years instilled in me this new high-end way of thinking. The possibility that money can be made, not effortlessly, not necessarily easily, but it can. And that having a lot of money is not only not a bad thing, but it affords so many more options and possibilities than living with very little money does. Also, it taught me that people with money are not bad, as I mentioned. As I became an adult and began to earn money on my own through the business my husband and I created in our early 20s, I again experienced the ups and downs of financial well-being. I mean, there were definitely high points where we did very, very well and we lived very comfortably and even luxuriously. And then there were lows where we did not make the best decisions financially and we found ourselves living with a ton of debt. There were points where all of our credit cards were maxed out. Our bank account was in the negative. We couldn't even afford to buy a burrito. I believe that it was our inexperience with managing money that got us into this mess. And eventually we rolled up our sleeves and got ourselves out of it. And we're doing pretty good now. And as someone who has experienced both having little money starting out in life and then having a luxurious life as a teenager and then going through the highs and lows financially myself as an adult, I feel decently qualified to talk on the subject. And so if you'll hear it, I'm going to give you five takeaways to change your money mindset so you can start bringing more money into your life and have a healthier, happier relationship to it. Finally, I have a fun little exercise for you at the end and a free downloadable worksheet. So hang tight until the end of the episode for that. Ready for the five money mindset mantras? Number one, abundance is universal. There is enough money in this world for everyone. This mantra is about changing your lack mentality to an abundant mentality. In case you are holding on to the belief that you shouldn't have money because maybe you think it's not fair to others, I want you to know that bringing money into your life does not take money out of the hands of people who need it. In fact, your success has the ability to inspire and empower others. And this brings me to my number two money mindset mantra, which is money means business. Newsflash, asking for money in exchange for a product or service is called a business, and people who create businesses stimulate our economy. Yep, that's a good thing. I'm sure by now all of you know who Rachel Hollis is. She was an everyday mom who didn't even have a high school diploma, and by now she's written two New York Times bestsellers and has built a multi-million dollar business as a motivational speaker. If you can believe it, someone actually posted a comment on one of her Instagram posts with something along the lines of, how can you charge money for what you do? As if she freaking runs a charity. Rachel not only built a business that provides her family a good life, go mama, 
But through the process of becoming uber successful, she has created jobs for countless other people so they can provide for their families. Not only that, she puts such tremendous value out in the world that inspires and motivates other people to reach their potential. Plus, the more money you earn, the more money you have to give to charities. And I'm sure Rachel, along with many other successful good people, already do way more than their share of charitable good for the world. So I just think that it's absolutely ludicrous for someone to post that comment on her Instagram. My thought is the person who wrote that probably has a very lack mentality around money themselves and other limiting beliefs that are going to keep them from becoming the next Rachel Hollis. Listen, the world needs more Rachel Hollis's and the world needs you to grow to your highest potential because you have so much to give the world and you should be compensated accordingly to the value you provide. Number three, people who have money are not bad. Money can be good for people. You do not need to feel guilty for wanting money or having money. You do not need to feel guilty for wanting to have or having a nice life, for enjoying luxury, for having more than you need financially. You don't need to feel guilty for wanting to go on a shopping spree and to have nice things. Yes, there are people in this world who become obsessed with money to the point that their pursuit of it ruins relationships, cuts other people short, makes them lazy, or even breaks the law. This is not what we're talking about, guys. We're talking about raising the standard of everything in your life, up-leveling every part of your life, improving your relationships, working on yourself and growing as a person, learning new skills and developing your career, increasing the value you provide to the world, and making more money. They can all go together if you have the right intention. For those of you who are holding on to guilt around having more money, you need to look into the beliefs that you've built around money. Maybe the only people you've ever known who had a lot of money in life did not use it for good, or maybe they cheated their way into that situation. But that certainly is not the case for all wealthy people, and there is so much more money to be generated today and in the future from really positive initiatives and through people like you who have very good intentions. Number four, you have a right to money as much as anyone else. You deserve and have the potential to make money just as much as everyone else. Remember, you are not worth more or less than anyone else in this world. And if you are holding on to a limiting belief involving your self-esteem or self-worth, then it's time to do some really deep personal work to improve that because you're only ever going to be as successful as you feel worthy and you're only ever going to make as much money as you think you deserve. So this one's on you, my friend. I can tell you all day long that you're worth more than you think and you deserve better in this life, but you're not going to believe it until you believe it and accept it and take action on it. Also, listen up, mamas. I have something that may shake some of you, but you need to hear this, and perhaps your partner does too if you're in a relationship. Unless you have a prenuptial agreement that states otherwise, you are entitled to have just as much access to the money in your household as your spouse or partner does, regardless of your work situation. Translation, even if you're a stay-at-home mom and you don't have a traditional money-earning job, the money that you have together is your shared money and you have equal rights to it. If the belief in the household is that the primary money earner is in control of the money and is in control of how it's used and spent, 
and you have to ask permission to have access to it or to use it to buy the things you want and need, there is something majorly wrong here. This is a very toxic situation that we need to change and address. And here's why. You are already doing your fair share, perhaps even more than your fair share. I'm sure you feel that way sometimes of contributing to your family. You're probably doing most of the work with the kids. You're probably doing most of the household work to keep your household running functionally. You're probably acting as a support role to your partner in that you do all the back-end stuff so that they have clean clothes to wear to work. They have delicious and nutritious food to fuel their work. They have a functional home to come home to, and they have a loving family to come home to. And the role that you play and the role that your partner plays are completely equal in importance and value even if they are different jobs. I probably don't even need to go here because you've probably heard it before, but the theoretical monetary value of the roles that stay-at-home moms fill is something like two to $300,000 a year, assuming that you didn't exist and the person who is working had to hire out help for all the things that you currently do. But to me, this is irrelevant because the stay-at-home mom role is not a paying job, is it? You rely on the breadwinner, but you also support the breadwinner and the breadwinner would not be successful without you. Come on guys, it's 2019 and it's time that you and your partner both start valuing your role and honoring it to the extent that it needs to be honored and appreciated. But again, your role is not any more or less valuable than your partner's role. We just all have something different to bring to the table. And so if you feel like you need to bring more value to your family so that you don't have to feel so guilty for spending the money that your partner brings in, then here's what I want you to do. Work on yourself. Try to become a better version of yourself every single day. Every day, grow a little bit in your health and wellness all around physically, mentally, emotionally, and I promise you'll start to feel more worthy, even though you already are. And here's another tip for you. If you feel like you don't have equal access to the finances in your family, then why don't you volunteer? to take over the financial planning or talk to your partner or spouse and come up with a plan to have equal share in the planning of your finances. That way you have a greater understanding of your financial situation, but you'll also just feel like you have more access to it. I'm sure your partner would actually super appreciate too that you're taking the initiative. What if you're a working mom, but you don't make as much as your partner? Doesn't matter. You still have equal access to all the money that comes into your family because your job is no less or more valuable than your spouse's job. Moms, I'm not saying that you should go blow all your family's money on unnecessary things and designer clothes when you can't afford it and put your family in a financially hard situation. I'm just saying that you shouldn't feel guilty for spending your shared family income on yourself once in a while in a reasonable manner that's in alignment with a budget that you and your partner work together to set. You don't ask permission to spend money in your family, period, because that makes for an unequal patriarchal hierarchy, which is not what we're shooting for, okay? We're shooting for a partnership. I believe in respecting the man's role. I understand that some of you believe that the man is the head of the house, 
But even so, the head is no more important than the rest of the body. And you have an equal role too. Okay, so that was the number four mantra, which was that you have a right to money as much as anyone else. And I kind of went off on a little tangent about how we as moms need to have equal access to the money in our family. But this is because so many of us, so many men and women still struggle with accepting this. And then we feel shortchanged for the work that we do. And we get into the same fights over finances with our spouses and partners over and over again. It's time that we set the record straight. Number five, the opportunities to make money are limitless. We are incredibly lucky to be living in a time where we can literally make money out of thin air online. What I mean by this is, digitally, we have limitless potential. We have the potential to reach more people than ever, ever before. And there are endless possibilities of how to make money online, even if you have a brick and mortar business. What I love about this concept is that digitally you can create and create and create and other than your time and energy, not have to use up a lot of resources to do this. Take, for example, my business, The Mama Miracle, which part of it is growing my audience in brand through doing these podcast episodes. And the other part of it is growing through resources I create, like worksheets and courses and things like that. And then, of course, things like one-on-one coaching and then writing content, which can take the form of a blog or a book, etc. I can make money directly or I can make money through sponsorships. All I need for this is my computer and maybe a few other accessories like a podcast microphone. And the potential of what I can create is literally limitless. And the potential of how many moms I can reach is limitless. And what I love about this is I'm not taking jobs away from anyone. I'm potentially creating more new jobs as I grow. Like I said, even if you have a brick and mortar business, your potential for growth is limitless because of the presence you can now create on social media and maybe through offshoot products you can create for your business and sell online. Say, for example, you're a hairstylist and you own a physical hair salon and say you are booked around the clock and you have no more time to take on clients in your salon. So that's where you're going to camp out. But if you expand your presence online and if you take your expertise to provide something for people other than actual physical hairstyling, like say you created YouTube videos or IGTV videos or online training programs for other stylists, or you created a new technique for hairstyling and you marketed it and sold that online, you now have limitless potential to make money outside of just your physical salon. I think so many of us get stuck in our limited thinking and we forget that there's always another way to grow and make money. Again, if you're living within the confines of your limiting beliefs, you're only ever going to make as much money as those boundaries allow for. It's time to start thinking bigger. And now that I've gone through the five money mindset mantras, I have a little exercise for you in replacing your limiting beliefs with empowering beliefs about money. I have created a free downloadable worksheet that you can use for this exercise, which includes the five money mantras we just went through. And you can grab it by going over to themamamiracle.com. That's the mama, M-A-M-A, miracle.com. You can even pause this episode and go get it right now if you want, or you can click the link in the show notes after the show. When you get there, just click on free tools in the menu bar and you'll be asked to log into my site to get access to this worksheet and other free tools I'll be making available for absolutely free. Or if you don't want my fancy worksheet, I won't be offended. Just go ahead and take out your journal or a pen and paper and I want you to write three category columns on the top of the page. So first write belief about money. Next to it, you're going to write where it came from. And then next to that, finally, the third column, write 
how it holds you back. I want you to identify at least three. And below these three columns, you're going to list three new empowering beliefs about money you want to adopt that replace those limiting beliefs you identified. And then you're gonna reread these every day until you adopt these new beliefs that are going to hugely open up the possibilities for you. I know you have big dreams in your life, mama. I know you have high expectations for your family, for the life you wanna create for your kids. And it's time that you live in alignment with those big dreams and set yourself up for success so they can actually happen. The only thing that's holding you back is you. And just by listening to podcasts like this, you're proving that you're willing to learn and grow and do whatever it takes. And as I always try to say, Thanks for investing in yourself. I appreciate your personal growth journey because by doing the work on yourself, you are help making the world a better place for all of us to live in. As Marianne Williamson said, you playing small does not serve the world. We all need you to live to your highest potential. And as your fellow mama, I am so excited to be on this growth journey with you so we can all do our part in making the world a better place. As you may have noticed, I don't do a lot of talk about parenting in this podcast because my focus is on you, the mama, because I believe in you and I believe you have so much value and you have so much potential. Thanks for listening. I appreciate you. Hey mamas, one quick thing before you go. I have a tool for you called the Mama Miracle Manifestation Worksheet, which up until this point I have charged for. But for a limited time, I'm not sure how long, I've made it completely free. It's a three-page daily worksheet that's designed to help you get your mind right, help you claim your power, identify what you're grateful for, identify where you want to create change in your life, and more. So to get your free copy, head on over to my website, themamamiracle.com. That's themamamiracle.com. And a light box will pop up right when you get to the homepage where you can request your copy to be sent to your inbox immediately. This tool has been one of my best sellers, so go get your copy while you can for free. Also, I am very close to launching a planner makeover mini course, which will help you identify your daily non-negotiables and work them into a routine that will help set you up for success. If you think you could benefit from a mini course that will teach you how to completely rework your planner to help you reach your goals, better organize your time, and make time for things you want and need in your life, then go put your name on the interest list on my website, themamamiracle.com, and I'll let you know as soon as class will begin. Oh, and as you may have guessed, I'm not giving that one away for free because I know moms are going to gladly spend money for something like this that will change their life. But I do promise I'm going to make it as affordable as possible so as many of you as possible can take advantage of it. My interest list for this course is growing every single day. So get excited and get your name on the interest list if you think you need to invest in this. Love you lots, mamas. See you next time.